keep peace. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to another edition of Wag the Dog FM. My name is Philip Borgemans, I'm your host, and in this episode, we'll talk about CEOs. Now, CEOs, they come and they go, and companies stay. Well, you could think that, but at the same time, while they're on the, the seat and uh, top of the board uh, in a company, well, they are a huge reputation asset or maybe a reputation risk. We've seen both cases happening. We've seen CEOs who really lead their companies and and are there and, and are the reputation of the company. And then others who really, by uh, doing mistakes and not really communicating very well, are really not helping the reputation of the organization. So I'll discuss that uh, throughout this episode with uh, Christine Vermoussen. And Christine is co-founder and managing partner of FinPR. It's, uh, it's an agency uh, based here in Brussels. And I like them very much because they they do uh, create a lot of thought leadership. They really think about the profession, how they work with clients. They communicate that as well on their blog, uh, an award-winning blog as well. So um, I really like what they do. And I know that Christine has a lot of experience working with CEOs of, of different companies, different industries, industries. So I thought, let's have a chat and let's look at what we should do with our CEOs. So here we go. Enjoy the show. Hi, Christine. How are you? Hi, fine. Thank you. Welcome on the thank show you. on Wag the Dog. Uh, we're going thank to discuss you. CEOs. Thank you for having right? me. No, no, it's a pleasure. Uh, right. we've, we've been saying that for a long time. So now we actually you know, get you on the show and talk about CEOs. That's the topic, right? That's right. So tell me why that interest in CEOs. We, we discussed that offline, of course, but uh, just give me the, the background on the, the focus on CEOs in the context of public relations. Okay, um, I think one of the headlines of in in one of the Dutch uh, Flemish papers this weekend was that Elon Musk, the CEO of uh, Tesla, has more followers on Twitter than the Rolling Stones and you two together. So I think that um, puts together why why talking about CEOs and PR. I think um, these last couple of years we've seen that CEOs are taking on a, an important role in communication. And um, um, part of that is explained by the fact that uh, we've had a change, of course, uh, in communication due to the arrival of social media, but also to a new generation of um, millennials on the on the working place. And uh, what you see is that those those younger people they uh, don't want to work uh, anywhere. They they want to work for a company or um, a person with purpose. Um, and I think that explains uh, hugely why uh, people are looking more and more to to CEOs uh, as as a face of the company. So what you're saying is that there is a certain shift and CEOs become much more maybe the face of an organization uh, than before. And yeah. we have a certain amount of or a certain type of employees, millennials, that are looking at leaders more than at brands or logos. Is that, is that how I would rephrase yeah, that? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a there's an interesting survey from from Deloitte from uh, last year that showed that six out of ten millennials they cited that their company's sense of purpose is the the main reason to to choose a job. Now that now we're talking only about employer branding and uh, uh, the role a CEO can can uh, can play in in employer branding, but there's there's a second aspect that's the 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 reputation of a company. And that, that's a, um, 
Uh, a second role the CEO should play in communication is guarding the reputation of a, of a company. And there's a, a, a quote we like to, uh, to cite from uh, Warren Buffett, who, who once in, in one of his letters to his shareholders, uh, he wrote, we can afford to lose money, even a lot of money, but we can't afford to lose reputation, even a shred of reputation. So that's, that explains why the importance of reputation for, for CEOs and, and, and research shows that CEOs are very aware of um, uh, the role that is put onto them to keep the reputation. It's like uh, passing on a, like a famous uh, uh, or an expensive watch from, from one generation to the other. Well, mm -hmm. the same goes for CEOs. They, they have to pass on the, the reputation of, of the company. Yeah, we've seen studies that really prove that reputation has an impact on the bottom line. And, and I do mm -hmm. think that CEOs understand that. On the other hand, I'm always, I come from a school where And, and, and from a company uh, where I worked a long time, where my mentor said, you know, CEOs come and go, the, you know, the company stays. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and I've seen CEOs come and go without, mm -hmm. uh, uh, without yeah. really a huge impact on the reputation. It was more, you know, the company is still the company with the values it has. And of course, CEO during his term... Uh, needs to impersonate those values and needs to be out there and needs to be promoting the brand. Uh, but I come from mm -hmm. a school where the CEO as a person is still, you know, is, is, is still, you know, it's possible that the, the guy goes away or the, the girl or the, mm -hmm. the, the lady goes away. <laughs> more and more. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. but that the brand stays, that it's, it has a longer history than the many yeah, CEOs. Of course. Under it. Yeah. No, of course. And uh, that's a good thing eh? because um, it's like the, the CEO is the, is the guard of, of the reputation of the company. He doesn't re replace it and he never should replace the, the brand of the, the company. And that's why it's important to, to align the, the values of a, of a CEO and, and the values of a company. Um, but... Yeah, I, I, I really believe in, in, in times nowadays that it's important to accord uh, the importance to the role the CEO has to play. And he's not, let's be clear, he's not the only face of the company and every employer represents the company. And that's a whole other part of, of communication. But um, still, as um, the number one of a company, uh, I really believe that the, the, the CEO is, is worth working on and uh, working with as a, as a PR professional or as a communication professional. And sometimes I think what we see um, at Finn is that more and more companies are willing to work on that. And um, I think there was a time when CEOs uh, were left uh, alone and maybe, maybe left a little bit in the dark. But um, companies realize that it's important uh, to work on, on, on that aspect of communication and, and are willing to, to invest in it. Then On the other hand, we also know that it's not because someone is CEO that uh, he or she is a good communicator. So, I mean, we've got cases here in Belgium covered <laughs> some time ago uh, where you, yes. know, you, you, you better <laughs> don't me. get that CEO in front of the press. Uh, and then others have, have a natural okay. talent, of course, and really make out, you know, really are the, the person that you can just put them in out there and they'll do a, a fabulous job. So yeah. don't you think yeah. there's still a risk? I mean, it, it, it is something that, that we need as PR people, be it in agency or in-house, that we really need, need to look at very carefully, no? Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, and... <laughs> 
Yeah, sometimes people ask us, uh, should I be working with my CEO? Um, my answer always is yes. Let's let's at least let's try to um, to work with with the person you you have in front of you, and. I really believe that everyone is capable of uh, communicating in the right way. Even if you think your CEO is too boring or doesn't have a story to tell, these are all uh, disciplines you can work on with your CEO. And uh, even things like charisma, there's um, uh, lots of research on the topic. Uh, you can teach a person to be charismatic, um, teaching him to use more metaphors analogies for instance or teaching him or her to tell stories um, working with three points lists parents there's a, um, a researcher Antonakis who has worked out 12 tactics to learn to teach people to be more uh, charismatic and it's a really interesting uh, read if you want I can send you the link um, but this to say that uh, everyone can can learn how to uh, how to be a, a motivating leader and how to uh, communicate in in the right way, mm -hmm. which doesn't mean, of course, that there aren't any any risks. Would you then say that so starting from the principle that every CEO has a certain potential that, of course, can be trained by good PR people and other people uh, in 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 the business that. Every CEO has that potential to be a good spokesperson for the organization. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. And it's, it's our role. It's our role as, as PR professionals to, uh, to coach people and to, to teach them how. Um, it all depends also on, on uh, what, what your uh, objective is. Eh? If it's motivating people, uh, if it's guarding the, the reputation of a company, uh, those are all different aspects and you should take these into account before working on a, on a coaching program or a training program for your CEO. Um, I, I found... Um, Uh, a lot of inspiration also in the motivational language theory, um, which tries to dissect how a leader can motivate uh, his or her people or the people working for him or her. And, and one of the um, uh, things they stress is, of course, you have to create meaning by uh, storytelling, by showing uh, your, your strategy, your vision as a leader, but also... Um, giving direction and be clear about what you expect from whom be very clear about goals uh, about results uh, and that way um, stimulate or, or, or inspire your people to, to to drive results and and one thing that's often um, forgotten by CEOS is and it's, it's really important is showing empathy. That's apparently something uh, a lot of leaders tend to forget because we expect them to share their big visions uh, and, and their strategies, but not showing being uh, being like a human, human person and showing empathy with uh, the people working for yeah, them. Then, then some people will say, well, how can you expect empathy from someone who's earning a zillion times more than me and lives in a totally different world than I live in? Yeah, uh, yeah. Doesn't, you know, doesn't commute 
hours and hours every day. And yeah. so I, I think it, it yeah. and fundamentally, I, I completely believe what you're saying, but I do think that, that in some cases it will be very difficult for certain yeah. CEOs or employees from the other side, because yeah. let's face it, what, what I've seen in-house, having worked in-house for a long time, is that a lot of CEO talk is, you know, is, is the, is a very corporate uh, quarterly uh, email coming down from headquarters where it's a lot of blah, yeah. blah, 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 yeah. and where we talk about figures yeah. and yeah. we've done great and we are all one team. Yeah. Uh, but to me, yeah. honestly, that is not really inspiring and it's not really close to my world being an employee of an organization now. And, and again, I'm very critical now, yeah. but, but and I know that, that we can change and yeah. we should change these things, but it's not like a natural thing. No, and and you're you're actually um, touching a, a very delicate point there because um, and that's the the huge, huge advantage uh, of CEOs being on Twitter, for instance, is that they are uh, confronted with uh, outside noise and people responding from outside the company. Because it's true what you say, uh, a lot of CEOs live in in a bubble uh, and are not always aware of the negative things uh, around them or around the company or a negative feedback from customers or stakeholders and um, the advantage of, of being on Twitter as a CEO for instance is that you're in direct contact with this instant feedback a good CEO or, or a CEO that communicates in the right way he should be also taking in this, this information from outside uh, there's there's a, a very beautiful image that uh, an Italian researcher used to describe the, uh, the business leader of the, today she said Said, um, a business leader today should be like the samurai. He should be in the day-to-day -day war of business life and he should be strong about that. But he should also uh, master the, the skills of the poet or the philosopher. He should be able to listen to, to the outside world, to listen to what his people are saying and make the communication go in, in both ways. Uh, and that's when you, when you really... Um, so you succeed in communicating. Yeah. So you, so you would, your position is that, you know, if, if a CEO, for instance, gets on Twitter, then he's exposed to the, the raw uh, direct yeah. feedback that you can get on social media. On, on exactly. the other hand, uh, I mean, let, let's face it. We know, we know that a lot of uh, CEOs have a Twitter account, but we also know they don't handle it themselves. They've got a full yeah. team behind that. And yeah. if a CEO wants to know what the real world thinks, he'll ask his social media director to put, to put, you know, send him a, a nice, a nice analytical report. No, yeah, no, that's a pity. Yeah? <laughs> I think we agree. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it is a pity. And, and again, I fully agree on what you're saying, but I do think that reality shows us again that some some CEOs just use it again as a mimic, like, oh, look, I'm on Twitter. On the other hand, there's one thing, though, while I'm a very strong believer and from the early days, very early days of social media uh, and, and the empowering effect social media can have, one thing, though, I think is, is again, getting a CEO on, on social media or on Twitter... Um, can be very dangerous. I mean, there's, there's some companies who already lost in a couple of seconds, maybe 40% on the stock exchange of their value just by a simple stupid tweet going out. So imagine yeah. if a CEO makes the same mistake. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm maybe contradicting myself, but because my reaction would then be because not one tweet would go out from my CEO without me having seen it and checked it. So there you go again. There's, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that's not really spontaneous, yeah. right? 
No, but uh, yeah, you're you're um, you're actually right. There's a, a lot of risk, uh, and I think you should consider here uh, the personality of your CEOs. I think we all know there's different kinds of people, different kinds of personalities. Um, if your CEO um, is very impulsive, yeah, you should take that into account in your in your strategy and your tactics um, mainly um, and then we've only only talked about what if a wrong tweet uh, gets out but of course there's um, a whole other bunch of risk you should take into account one of the things um, we learned from 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 research is that um, CEOs who tend to talk too much about um, not their core business but about their hobbies or let's say their uh, the vineyard they bought or uh, uh, the olive oil they're making in their spare time, the more, uh, the far, further away from their core business CEOs are communicating, um, the, the more often they, they end up in, in, um, in, in, in indictments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But really, um, scandals but also, uh, before court. Eh? On the other hand, um, I read a, an interesting piece on The Economist about Rupert Murdoch and his whole phone hacking scandal. Mm -hmm. And what it said was that um, actually the scandal helped him to uh, improve his business. And uh, it forced him to get rid of the newspaper business, a business that was already falling. And um, in that way, the, 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 the scandal made it possible for him to improve his business and to get out of it uh, better. So uh, there's no real uh, standard recipe for um, for the, this kind of uh, a topic. So you have to start from the, the specific context, uh, the, the specific business you're in and see what the risks are and, and take those into account. But for me, it shouldn't be a motivation to just not communicate because then you leave so much opportunities out there yeah i think if you if you can find and train and and coach i think it's rather coach than really train train but uh, if you can coach a, a ceo and and it works out and with a bit of guidance and uh double checking mm -hmm. some things then then I, I do think it's very powerful if if you have those people on the other hand it's also yeah. there's 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 also this thing that when the CEO becomes the face of the company and, and the brand is really on the on the back burner, uh, like we had in a certain period now uh, with with Apple, um, I'm thinking about Richard Branson, which is an incredible leader. Uh, but mm -hmm. but you would forget the mm -hmm. guy's running a couple of companies, right? It's it's about the guy. He lives on a nice <laughs> yeah. island and he yeah. runs his business from there, and everybody knows that story. But you would forget he's the CEO of yeah. of, of a couple of companies, yeah. which which again is maybe. Maybe that then the focus is much more on the general managers who run the company day in day out. Maybe, but but again, it's 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 very difficult to see where these people then get positioned and and how far yeah. they they get away from the business and how real yeah. they can be. Yeah, and and I think it's very important uh, uh, as a communication professional to monitor where your CEO is actually. Uh, 
where he's situated. Um, I think the the because w what we like uh, to say is that uh, often journalists say talk about winners and losers. Mm -hmm. Either your CEO is a winner or he's a, he or she is a loser, and sometimes this can really change in a minute. Um, we like to compare it to a, a political campaign. I think you should monitor uh, just as a campaign uh, a campaigner for a, a politician would monitor the politician in the polls. You should monitor how your CEO is perceived. Uh, a very striking example of that is um, how Marissa Meyer, Mayer from um, Yahoo was portrayed yeah. in the press. Because when she, when she just uh, joined Yahoo, it was like uh, a star came from heaven. Um, but then at a certain, uh, I think it was after half a year, a year, the journalists completely turned on her. Uh, the tonality of the press coverage was, uh, they were talking about the same person. They were talking about the, the, the same um, traits about her character, but they were writing in a complete opposite way about her, her personality. And yeah, the thing is, um, if that's, it's always, uh, easier to look in hindsight of course but um, maybe if she, her reputation and her image was monitored more closely they could have uh, avoided that she was portrayed in a too stereotypical way and uh, try to counter uh, the trend in the media and try to make it more balanced and uh, maybe she wouldn't she wouldn't have fallen that, that, that low from her throne yeah. if, if I if I may say so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is true that monitoring how your CEO is positioned with all of your stakeholders, not just with the press probably, but, but the press, of course, plays a huge role in there. Um, how, how that can change, and it can change, as you said. I mean, there are a couple of examples of people who first were rising stars and then suddenly not anymore, or vice versa. That can happen in the other way as well, yeah. One of the things that you yeah. mentioned early in the beginning was social media and the presence and the online reputation. I've, I've done... Uh, I think it was last year, I did a, a bit of research. Well, I did. I asked someone to do a lot of research on the top 100 list, um, Fortune 100. And uh, a simple exercise, in fact, it was checking the uh, names of the CEOs of those top 100 uh, companies worldwide and check if their mm -hmm. URL, so first name, okay. last name .com was still available. Okay. And uh, mm -hmm. I think last year it was uh, 56% who were still available. Some of them were on sale, of course, uh, but some I could just register. And um, uh, it's a coincidence, but uh, last week I asked uh, my same buddy, uh, online researcher, to do exactly the same with the top 50 uh, of yeah. this year. Uh, and again, half of them are still available and some of them are okay. for sale. And uh, some of them are <laughs> CEOs of companies I worked for. And I was going like, not on my watch, but <laughs> you, should, you know, I, I don't you, work you, you anymore. You should start a business out of it, Philippe. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But then again, I can. I, I checked a couple of names um, and, you know, let's face it, Ginny Rometty, current CEO of IBM, uh, her uh, GinnyRometty.com is, is, is available. But but those things have been already put away and there's a, a hefty price tag on there. So someone is already running that business. But I think it's totally incredible that of the top 100 worldwide, uh, there is not one PR person somewhere who... who simply checks that and buys those domain, domain names and, and mm -hmm. secures them. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it should, should be the first thing <laughs> is what we're saying to check. But I think there are, um, that might be, um, maybe that might be going a bit too far as in the celebrity uh, uh, factor of, of the CEO branding. I think uh, people are, just as you say, a CEO is a temporary person guarding the reputation of a company. He isn't there forever. And people are, uh, I think, are... Um, don't want to or want to avoid to make the the CEO a celebrity and I think they're right you you shouldn't make um, a celebrity out of your CEO he has a certain function in the communication he shouldn't be uh, a poor, uh, celebrity in his in his in his or her own right mm -hmm. so you're so you're really saying that we uh, a CEO um No, should, should of course portray and defend the brand and the organization, but very well positioned, not as an entity and always linked to the organization and yes, the business yeah. objectives and the communication yeah. objectives, right? Yeah, and and in a humble way, because uh, we also see that um, CEOs that are considered or are seen as humble, uh, that they are more highly regarded. So it's a, it's a difficult balance you have to take into account there. You, you have to position your CEO, but you uh, can't go too far in posi positioning him or her um, never as a, as a celebrity. Mm -hmm. what, would you, what would you advise an organization who is now just you know, looking or maybe gets a new CEO because, as you said, he or she get replaced? Uh, what, what would be one of the first steps that you would advise to an organization? I would um, look at his or her background and... Um, you would do a background check? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> In the best CIA style. Um, no, I, I think you... Um, Yeah, get an idea of the material you're working with and see what the potential is that you have there. Um, I think what's important too is don't uh, try to limit yourself to the, the purely business aspects. Um, because when you look at uh, how CEOs are portrayed on websites, for instance, of companies, when you compare the US to the European websites, you see that um, the US is, has much more attention for uh, social, political, uh, public life of a person and not only his or her uh, business side. Mm -hmm. And I think in Europe, where we sometimes tend to to be yeah not bold enough I no, think you're you much should, more discreet um, some other people should, would say <laughs> yeah yeah it's like we are scared to to show some personality or uh, or tell something about the successes of our CEO so don't try to be too uh, yeah too scared to tell something about the person you're working with I think um That's that's the um, the difficult or the hard part in the CEO branding is um, showing as much as you can from the personality of the the CEO without going too f too far in in the in positioning him or her uh, as something he or she isn't. And, so you have to same, be truthful. Yeah. And at the same time, talking about success without starting to brag and stay humble as well. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's yeah, it's a hard balance, but 
that's what uh, communication people are used to, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's always a balancing exercise. But I, I do think that with such a strong personality, because let's face to become a CEO of an organization anywhere today, you have to be a, a strong personality. And uh, and again, with, with the power that you have. And I think there's another thing as well that plays into the whole story is that at least here, um, in, in, in Europe, in general, let's face it, we public relations people do not sit next to the CEO. We are most of the time not even uh, on the board. Um, and, and that makes yeah. it, of course, uh, more difficult. I mean, how, you know, there is a distance yeah. between ourselves yeah. in-house and the top guy or girl. And then, of course, your impact is, is of course, less impactful, so to say, uh, directly with the person uh, that we're talking about. Yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of marketing uh, marketing um, officers are in the board, but not the um, uh, not the, not the communication people. At least in most of the the companies uh, I know, mm -hmm. and it's really a pity because uh, I think we should really change that. But yeah, um, on the other hand, I think more and more uh, companies realize that uh, reputation and communication is becoming a very important aspect of of, uh, of the business. And uh, I truly hope that uh, that the trend will will set further and and will continue. Uh, because, uh, yeah, companies need uh, the communication mm -hmm. person to be there. Now, in, in, in the positioning of CEOs, um, I can see what, what needs to happen when a new CEO comes up. But then on the other hand, how do you keep interest in a CEO? We cannot, because again, that is a, an exercise, difficult one, I think. You cannot push or put your CEO every time in front of a camera. These people have to run companies yep. most of the time. And again, that's in Europe the case. Most of the time, we PR people are the spokesperson, not really the CEO. Um, so so mm -hmm. how, how, how do you see that? What are your thoughts on, on that aspect? Um, I think what's uh, very important to not m turn your CEO into what we call a, a sandwich man, mm -hmm. someone who promotes the products of the company or the services of the company. Your CEO has to uh, become or stay an interesting uh, person, uh, someone who shares interesting thoughts, who's a thought leader on his or her industry, who has new insights to share and... Um, If you want to, uh, for, to come back to your question of how can you, can you make several occasions or, or, or create several opportunities to, to communicate with your CEO, I think you should position him or her as a thought leader in his industry and uh, help him to come up with uh, new ideas, new insights, uh, opinions, uh, etc. Yeah, I mean, the, the, but the never avoid to to make him uh, promote the products. Yeah, so much more the thought leadership uh, aspect than the product promoter aspect, because for that we have marketeers, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a difference between um, entrepreneurs and founders, uh, where people ex accept more often that they talk about uh, the product, like uh, Ben and Jerry's, for instance. Um, the communication of the product was often done by the founders, Ben and, and, and Jerry. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a... 
usually when we're talking about big corporations, that's a whole other story. It's a whole other situation. Yeah, and I think we even with all the companies, we, we're far away from the fact that the founders are still alive and that it's still in the same hands and that, you know, I mean, that, that, that has changed. In the, in the case that you say, Ben & Jerry's, of course, there's such a symbiosis between the name, the brand, the product. That it's that's really they do promote what they stand for, but in mon- many other cases, I think in most cases, there's simply not a link between the CEO yeah. and the company. It's just someone who was hired to do a job, right? So, uh, okay. Christine, what are what are your thoughts on uh, the use of a CEO in the in the context of a crisis? That's an interesting one. <laughs> um, the first important thing to check is uh, how's the outside world looking at the, at the crisis because uh, how you are on from the inside looking at the crisis and how the outside is looking at the crisis might be might be different. Um, now what we've learned is that um, if the, there's a really a very important crisis with uh, let's say casualties, it might be um, you might consider to uh, let the ask the CEO to communicate. About it to show that the company cares and that the company is aware of the importance of the crisis. Now, usually, um, what the theory says is that you shouldn't put forward your CEO in the middle of a crisis. Uh, that should be the the part um, of the um, spokesperson because. Um, it's like playing all your chips when you're communicating with the CEO and you might want to keep him or her in the background uh, to make it possible later on to uh, let the CEO step in. Um, for instance, um, when uh, a crisis is shifting uh, or when a spokesperson has made an error, for instance, made a mistake, you can um, uh, use your uh, your king piece uh let's put it that way to communicate and to um to get to put the situation right um often what you often see in 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 a crisis communication is um that you can you can use or misuse the uh, the ceo to put an end to a crisis um when for instance uh, a crisis has lingered on for several days and uh it feels like the story has is coming to an end then you can give a, a final and definite interview with the ceo to close the crisis of course that's um sometimes it's a risky tactic because uh if the crisis is not has not ended then you're you're really in a, a full crisis mode then yeah. but sometimes it's it's it helps didier balance uh, a belgian ceo uh, did it for instance he was in the middle of a crisis uh, with one of his uh, co-workers and uh when he gave, gave the final interview that was the end of the crisis so he he like he 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 was in he was in charge to put an end to the crisis that's one of the things he did good yeah i think one of the things for ceos i've i've always kept to the line when okay when you have casualties then you the ceo needs to go out there and show empathy and and really take take care of of uh, as you know take take the place that is his and which is taking responsibility as well uh, but in any other mm-hmm. case, I, I would. I'm, my idea is really to wait it out and and really 
protect the, the CEO from, from, from the crisis as much as possible. Again, for me, yeah. the threshold has been, and, and, and I still feel like that, is, is that uh, when there are casualties, yes, uh, the CEO needs to take on responsibility and, and then we should, we should put him in front of the media um, and, and, of course, uh, people affected. But before that... I think it's a bit difficult. There's still this protective sense that I have about getting the CEO just out there because it's a crisis. Uh, a lot of crises. Again, I think I like what you said from the inside. Looking at the inside, when you're in a crisis from the inside, it often is also much more important than that the the, the external world thinks. And I do think it's dangerous to really jump yeah. the gun, jump the gun, and use and start using the CEO. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, of course. Or the other way around. Eh? People think that it's nothing and then the outside world sees it differently. Mm-hmm. Okay, Christine. Um, final question. So a, fin- a final recommendation maybe for people who are, thanks to this podcast, checking first of all the URL of the first last name dot com of their CEO. And secondly, of people who are, uh, thanks to this podcast, <laughs> thinking about, okay, what am I going to do with my CEO? Which approach do I want to take? Uh, what would be your your top recommendation for people who uh, tomorrow uh, would would start working with their CEO? I would say um, try to get a, a good connection with your CEO. And um, what we uh, like to do often, and I can really recommend it, is uh, take just one hour or two hours alone with your CEO and go with him or her through the defining moments in his or her life. Uh, it's uh, really telling. It tells you something about the personality uh, of, of the CEO, who you're working with, and it's, it, ha- it gives beautiful material for storytelling afterwards because the most personal moments in someone's life is uh, something people will be willing to listen to because it's personal and it's real and uh, I think that's the basis of communication is telling something truthful to the people around you and you should always come back to to that essence okay great stuff Christine thank you for uh, for this interview you're welcome we'll we'll probably chat again later on in the year for a catch-up interview for for Wag the Dog okay great looking forward to it and good luck with the show. I'm a fan. Today you go, dear listener, another episode of Wag the Dog. I think this was an interesting topic, right? I mean, Christine and I are on the same page, but you, you do see that it is a difficult exercise working with CEOs. Uh, do we want to push them? Do we want to put them out there? Uh, and again, it's it's people, you know, uh, do they want to be the face of a company? I know CEOs who really don't want to get into the spotlight. Uh, so it's it's a difficult one, but it's an interesting topic. So thanks for listening. I uh, hope you have a great week. And um, please, if you like the show again, and I repeat that and keep on repeating, iTunes is the place to be. Give me a review. Give the show a review. Uh, it helps with the rankings and it is very, very motivating. Um, and uh, until next week or next episode, do the right thing. Keep the peace.